people, people do very selfish things treat, for personal gain. Absolutely. Information is currency. You have to be very careful about what you share with whom and yeah. for what purpose. And this is a good transition. I'm thinking about Kathy Bates, you know, yeah, I do. talking about not compromising and like, well, you know what, Chelsea? Oh, what, Victoria? Uh, do you know what I need? What? A Breath of Fresh movie. Me too. All right, let's get it. Let's do it. All right. I'm excited. I'm excited. Because yeah, no, today's episode, well, oh my God. Well, first of all, hang on. Yeah. I got to intro the show. Oh, yeah. Oh, right. my God. Yeah, right. what, what do we do? Hello. Here? Hello. Hello. Yes, yes. I'm so glad you're here. This is Breath of Fresh Movie. There you go. This is a weekly podcast where me, Victoria Harley, me, Chelsea Pope, we watch a movie neither one of us has ever seen before, and then we talk about it. Yes, and uh, we we may not cover everything, but we will cover anything. So, you know, just Look from out. the get, spoilers, ahoy, okay? Oh. We don't have this sort of like, we're not, we're not these like polished, you know, I like, I, I love can't. YouTube, but I'm not one of those people. It's like, oh, there's gonna be spoilers at this time, Mark. You know, we're just gonna, oh we're gonna God. say stuff from the get. No, I can't. That There's a hobbling scene in this. Whew. You everybody knows already. This I is mean, one of those movies everybody well, knows everything. Th that's already, the thing. But. It's like it's one of those movies that even if you've never seen it, you know what happens. Like you right. know what the story is, and yet I still was in this movie. You this know? is one of those. It's very this. I feel and I felt the same way with Death Becomes Her too. Another yeah. you know where it's we're like finding the connections. You great. know, I just um, oh we're talking it's about easy to dismiss the things that are so entrenched in in our pot. Like like Misery is one of those movies that's so entrenched. And I'm sorry, I'm jumping. No ahead, no 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 just, no. I was just gonna say. Go ahead. We're talking about misery. Rob Reiner's, which I want to talk about yes. how weird that is. Um, this is his horror thriller, and it was adapted from a Stephen King story, and it's starring Kathy Bates and James Caan, and the screenplay was written by William Goldman. But yeah, misery. Easy to dismiss because it's so yes. it's so referenced, and it's you, you kind of know what the whole thing. Like I've seen it come up so much that I it's like I've already seen the movie kind of, but I never actually right. seen it. No, didn't Comcast or somebody do a parody commercial with Kathy it's, Bates and James Caan? It's been parodied, referenced oh, to, to death. death. Yeah, right? yeah, and, and like yeah, it kind of feels like a little bit like the no wire hangers effect, right? Like where it's with like mommy dearest. Yeah, people yeah. will say that and they'll laugh. And they'll know, like, sort of know what it's from, but you don't really need to know. Like, it's just, sure. I don't know. And Mommy I, Dearest, that you, it's I worth, know, it's gotta a horror. Watch, gotta watch it, I'm I sorry. Mean, it's, I've, I know. I've, oh no, you've got, you've got all, all kinds of I got all Joan kinds Crawford. of opinions I mean, about that. I'm but, sitting with the but, Joan Crawford encyclopedia. No, all oh of God. this is related to It just, all is related because um, yeah. for any, if, if for some reason you have not been exposed to this movie, in a nutshell, after a serious car crash, novelist Paul Sheldon is rescued then imprisoned by former nurse Annie Wilkes, his number one fan. So there's like a whole relationship right. here between fans and artists, which I kind of like. It's layers, but it's also very simple and, and straightforward. straightforward of a story. And it kind of, it reminded me a lot actually too of like um, Jordan Peele's Get Out, where mm. it's a very, it's on on one level, it feels very simple and straightforward, but then there's also all of the subtext, and yep. obviously there's a lot, there's a lot you can unpack. You can project it. plenty onto it. Same with Misery. Yeah. You know, yeah. this is a great example of just, it's okay to tell a straightforward story and just do it well. <laughs> oh, know? absolutely. No, no. And I mean, I, there was a lot of body horror before the hobbling even, because, you yeah. know, this guy gets in a car crash, 
The fact that Annie is so strong, like, is established really early. Yeah, she, like, she's a hardy lady. She, like, hoists him over her body and takes him back. Yeah. yeah. But that shot, when they pull back to show, like, the splints she made for his legs, yeah. and the legs are just, they're like elephant legs. They're so swollen and bruised, and it's, it was just, like, even that was, I oh like my. that this movie didn't, it, it didn't sort of do what a, you would expect in some body horror movies, almost kind of like fetishize the the oh. physical stuff, which sometimes I, I take issue with, with like Cronenberg, which is a little bit like yes, almost cartoon. This is a different like sort of like- licking it's, the blade or something. It's, yeah, yeah, this felt like much more, um, yeah, again, I just, I keep, I'm gonna keep saying straightforward for this. No, and that's, that's, it's, that's, that's, a, this, that's an accurate word for it. I that's mean, what this was. I like too that, again, me adding some kind of meaning that she's, she comes across as somewhat like one of these fundamentalist repressed, you know, yeah. it's, it, it gave me like Carrie's mom vibes. Oh, you, yeah. Right? Like, absolutely. Um, was that Piper Laurie? You know, yeah. I can see her dirty pillows. Yes. You know? It's that, it's that energy, that kind yeah. of like, isn't it funny that, there's so many horror movies that tap into that idea that what appears to be good and pure is actually deeply twisted yeah. and deeply damaged. It's that that like fundamentalism, that very yeah, that yeah. that very restrictive moral compass oh, that that ruins people. people can have. That it's it's it's, it's extreme. Yeah, I mean she's wear, she's dressed like a nun. I mean yeah. she's wearing like this kind of heavy wool and a cross and just that simple mousy brown hair, you know. And it's straight, it's, I really, you know, I've seen a lot of these scenes out of context and mm -hmm. for all sorts of, at all different times, right? Like and, the Comcast commercial. Yeah. yeah, right. And, <laughs> I, you know, and I've always en enjoyed it, but it's also, it almost feels like it's a farce of itself, you know, because she's so, it's a very on the nose performance, but it's not, Yeah, I, that sounds like a, a critique, but it's actually one of those. It's self-aware. This is one of those performances uh, you know, I'm I'm an actor. I like comedy and horror. And Kathy Bates is a great aficionado of both. And yes. she's really, I love her, really towing that line. Not and like I, I've seen too. Not everybody adores this performance for this very reason that I personally do, which is that it is just so. It's just it's so it's so unhinged, but like very locked in at the same time. Yes, you know, she really balances that act of playing this like very disturbed woman who could flip on a dime. Oh my god, yes, but is also deeply devoted. Yes, you know, it's 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 cartoony, but like it works. It like, does. It's, it's, it's also it's camp, but it's her. It's it's devoted. Yeah, I mean, so one of these movies that's like, oh, it's Rob Reiner. You know, the guy who right. did The Princess Bride and Spinal Tap and all these comedies. Doesn't this feel, though, like a comedy director's horror movie? Like, it, there's something at times that gets a little bit, I don't know, I'll be honest, a little tedious at moments. Sure. You know, with the kind of like. It's nonstop, like, buildup of suspense to the point yeah. where, like, you can get exhausted with it yes. or frustrated. Just, like, get on with it a little bit. Precisely. Like, we're I really think it every... felt like the scene where she comes back with the typing paper and yeah. he's trying to struggle to get back to his room. Now she drops it on the step. Yeah. Oh, now she has to pick it up. Oh, now she fumbles with the key. Like, it's we're just chewing like, the uh, fat of every moment. And like, just it's... hurry. It's no fun. It's not yeah. as fun for me. It's not oh, titillating. Totally it's like, understandable. It's, it's more frustrating. Yeah. I feel like this is, you know... It feels and one of those movies where I know we talked about this before, like yeah. one of those sort of like, oh, it's like a classic, but we put it off because at this point there are so many other people who have further refined 
yes. what this that's so this, true. This has it, it's a proposition. It's like a rough hewn log. It like right. it has, like it has all of the building. Well, this is a mixed metaphor, <laughs> but yeah. it has all the building blocks of a horror movie. And Ryder himself even said like, "Oh, I just watched a bunch of thrillers and." You know, put that in here and put right. that in. It's like, and it works. I mean, it's just a, such a formulaic approach there, there to is, horror. And if, you know? you, if you're not on board with that, you know, yeah. that this will get tedious. Yeah. You will have that. And it, there are it's the like, most well, of moments, course right? it works. It's like you engineered it. You sure. know what I mean? It doesn't feel like it comes from any, well, I don't want to say it doesn't come from a place of truth. I mean, this is Stephen King's book was some, like, supposedly this is one of the more personal things he wrote because it's right. about his relationship. Well, I heard two different things. One was that yeah. misery, or not misery, the Annie represents his battle with addiction. Yeah, he and he packs that. So I like that Stephen. This is like a through line with a lot of a lot of his works, mm-hmm. and there's like that parallel between this and The Shining of having a writer who is yeah struggling with like how they identify themselves in relation yeah, to he's going their, through an their creative crisis. process. Yeah, yeah. and also their, books, their substance use. Right, and it opens with that. Oh yeah, you know, it's like this. He he covets it. Like he has to earn it. You know, yeah. which I've done this too, where I it's like my own relationship with addiction or whatever it's like or there are these different or whatever but like just you know he has this sort of like i have to earn that glass of a very specific at the dom perignon you know yeah he ritualizes it and again it sort of it adds this weight and it fetishizes it which ironically can stifle a creative process when you put all this meaning into the end point as opposed to just leaning into the process and then you've got simultaneously of like the jack torrance who's this creative frustrated and then he's he's drinking just to Mm -hmm. just to unlock and then it's Mm-hmm. I don't know. There's, there, I feel like there's a very clear. No, I, it's so funny. I wasn't thinking uh, about that projection and. But it's a writer. Tie-in. It's in the winter. Yeah, you know, he's stuck inside. It's I mean, that, it's in, a lot of feeling of entrapment yeah. and. Um, and then she, in a weird yeah. way, Annie becomes kind of like she's forcing him to write. Yeah, and like, I mean, by the way, I mean, the books that he, this character is known for writing are these romance novels that they look like a Daniel Steele cover. Yeah. it's like it, it looks like the most feminine romantic thing and then you've got James Caan yeah. like is the author well I have to mention that when I was researching this I found out there were a ton of actors considered for this role mm-hmm. um, Warren Beatty I guess was really involved for a long time helped like make the script better according to Rob Reiner I don't know what exactly what that means um, but he ended up ducking out of it and so it all comes down to like there was this issue and the William Goldman who drafted the first screenplay initially the book the character's foot is cut off like completely Mm. cut off and the first draft kept that they did that and for whatever reason the idea of this guy having his foot lobbed off was like too much for actors like Warren Beatty literally said, I, and I got this from one of our like more engaged fan and listeners, so thank yeah. you. But they were saying that, oh yeah, um, Beatty was like, no, he he'll look like a loser. He drops so, out. The, yeah, there's a lot of the, uh, a lot of ego. It seems like just from the the scarce research that I did, <laughs> well, just it seems like there's a lot of. I think um, Kathy Bates like kind of got. It's such a strong role for that character. Right. It's it's gonna it would. It would it, seemed, it would be a shittier story if you didn't let Annie Wilkes like really drive well, really that's just drive it. the script. I get the feeling that a bunch of people just they could not cope. It's an ego battle. Yes, they you know? couldn't cope with the idea of of this woman being the protagonist of the story or the, is, or the antagonist, I guess, really. But it echoes in the reception of how this film, you know, yeah, even coming. You oh, know, and her as, being kind of 
she did theater and she had done, I think, a few small parts, but yeah. she was relatively unknown, you know, and and people talk about this. It's like the job before, you know, the 70s was just to be beautiful, you right. know, and it's just like that that she's there doing something that's very vulnerable and, and exposed, and but it's, powerful. It's an it's a it's a role that won her an Oscar. It's a horror film. It's the only Oscar that any Stephen King project has still won to this oh, day shit. Which, again i'm just parodying. no i that's I, watched, a good, I went on a youtube spiral and that is a great i think factor. that credit I'm, i have to give to ryan hollander but i just want to as far as it's a you know probably in wiki too but like uh-huh the, it's it's significant that is significant it's a big deal that uh, that um yeah because there's so many great other like tony collette hereditary oh, getting yeah. overlooked which is like just such a mistake <laughs> truly it was just i find that was another movie that like i saw so many bits of it that i really put it off and then i and everybody kept saying how great it was and i finally did watch it and i was like wow it's it's we really shaft people in yeah. these genre well, films specifically in horror that yeah. that that horror do does not, so much yeah horror does not get its due very often as i think you know the whole award system thing is pretty fucked but yeah, but for sure that's not for to, sure. but it's not to that's say its that thing. it's not but, to say that kathy bates winning it isn't significant though but, but tying um, into this whole casting and yeah. the struggle of before they got james con oh yeah no here are all the people that were considered yeah. or whatever right, warren Beatty backed out because and went and did dick tracy <laughs> so dumbass um His ego William Hurt declined twice. Interesting. Michael Douglas, Harrison Ford, Dustin Hoffman, Gene Hackman, Al Pacino, Robert Redford, Richard Dreyfuss. All of them had issues with the lopping scene. So it's just which is seminal. It's such an important. Right. Well, and then they changed it. Right. They changed it to the hobbling. Instead of cutting the foot off, it's like, well, how about we just smash his ankle? You know, I just I I think it's worse. I think it's terrifying. It's way worse. It's, it's horrifying because of the way it's set up. Because the the lobbing thing could be so like it's just. A story. It's a, it reminds me of like when. Now we're going. No, sorry. No. So, Game of Thrones spoilers all of a sudden. <laughs> Jamie Lannister get when you see uh, his hand get cut. It's so sudden. Yeah. You know, and that they that's how they end that episode. Cool. Uh, and like the I think like the second or third. That's season. a hell of an ending. It's a hell of an ending, but like it also is this big quick thing right because right, it's it's merciful or mercilessly quick and like, like it's so unimportant yeah whereas in this it is such a build up it's such a build up and then you see the block and there's all these moments and she's describing this horrible colonial truth so yeah you know that this happens to all this, people all this, and, and the one thing too also i really appreciate about including that scene is it's such a a great example of how i think the film i haven't read the book of course but like just how i think the film succeeds in Mm. showing james con not as a loser at all actually i think from the get-go you see him constantly trying to pick the most survivalist what's the best thing i can do in this given he is constantly readjusting and Mm -hmm. and trying to Mm -hmm. he's going along with it as much as he feels that he needs he's he's making these discoveries in the moment we don't know from the get that she's like this disturbed right murderous sociopath no no no, no. just think at first she's just uh like a nurse who's a little quirky she's a little quirky then she has that moment she spills the soup okay she's a little unhinged okay maybe she's bipolar a little then he comes across the sky you know he's making these discoveries as we are and constantly having to readjust Mm -hmm. every decision he makes in in that mm -hmm. and like including when he's in the basement Mm -hmm. one of the the climactic moments of the film Mm -hmm. and i like i I love how because i I, I feel like we all 
you know, project ourselves into these scenarios too of like, well, how would I get out of this? Oh, sure. What would I do? And I think- Natural question. I think he's actually like, I think to say that he's a loser is so, I think, I, I'm been, this is the, Dick, the, the, the phrase of the night, smooth brained. Yeah. He's fully not. I think he's doing everything in his power yeah. to, to uh, also like, right, take control uh, back. Because Dick Tracy is no loser. Oh, sure, right? <laughs> that weird fucking. I'm sorry. I just. No, don't know. It's he easy. Did it's easy to punch down. He left for Dick Tracy. Okay. Yeah. yeah Watch that, right? that, that weird acid trip of a movie that. I mean, it's almost magical how weird and bad. Well, Dick if you Tracy want to see is. one scene of Mandy Patinkin singing like a songbird, you can have that. You can have so that. You can have yeah. that. What were some other things I the wrote down? The rest of it's pretty tedious. This, yeah, it, the, this film. But then Vogue was part of that movie, <laughs> right? I never think I never forget how that's like. That's bizarre. Part of the, anyway. Continue. No, I'm it's sorry. fine. All I was gonna say was like um, when I mentioned that you know Reiner studying other films. I mean, yeah. it's like okay, yeah, you've got the wheelchair that's kind of like Rear Window, and then you've yeah. got. Like, I mean, this isn't a horror movie, but like that whole glass menagerie thing is yeah. very Tennessee Williams and the sort of faded, broken woman. It's and an like, elevated, it's a very theatrical yeah. type of film. It's very it does stylized. feel, yeah, and it like one it set those, pretty much. Uh, not Dutch. It was very those the the pans the way he uses the camera was very dramatic. There were some really every, yeah. Every single shot has yeah. a very super dramatic emotional yeah. purpose like there was one where she's driving past the sheriff like yeah. on the highway but like you don't know it's her it's like they do this really big swing around and it's just at first i'm like wait why are they doing this super crazy oh okay i yeah. get it now you know but um yeah you're right the camera choices were very um uh unsettling you right know? It, was, it was when you know, to the a, point where like yeah like what you were saying earlier like it can be frustrating yeah because it is just constant it's putting me in this place <laughs> it's like a very jelly filled pb and j sandwich yes. in terms of yum, just yum. how much or maybe more peanut butter actually in terms of yeah just what the, is cinematically like, is what it, is what yeah is it more of a maybe it's more of a fluffernutter or maybe it's more of a marshmallow and peanut um, butter yeah i just i don't sandwich. know at times the score felt goofy to me i think like it started to lose me a little bit when it got felt tedious. I also, um, and I'm somewhat espousing maybe what other people have said, but James Caan, I, I don't know. I mean, he's not terrible, but he always seems like he never feels afraid. Well, that's, I, that's where I want to give praise kinda, that okay. he's actually, and I, that you know, and me. I want to recognize my hypocrisy in dinging okay. what's his face in the changeling. George I, C. Scott. Yeah. I thought, I thought it was frustrating how George C. Scott was too self-possessed and capable throughout that. That's right. That was an issue Whereas he had. what yeah. I appreciated with Misery is that he never made stupid choices. No. I really liked every single scene. No, never he did what choice. I felt, you know, and again, trying, you know, you're trying to watch this as blind as possible, but there's, it's very hard to with a movie like this. It's oh, as I iconic mean. and well-referenced and built upon as it is. It's like trying to really watch this and think this is the character in his highest state of intelligence, discovering what he is in every moment and really trying to, you know, take back power but not be stupid about it, true. you know? No, it's true. And, and He has to learn to, like, empathize with her if he's going to survive. Right. And I feel like... And George C. Scott would have been a good... He would have. He would have done really well. Because it's, it's similarly, it that is, kind mm. of performance that he did in a film like The Changeling, because The Changeling feels less like a horror and more like this... It was like a We're weird, trying to solve a mystery. It was a cold case that like, you started upset, as a child. Yeah, it like, started as a ghost story, and then it just became a cold case. That's what it really felt like. Yeah. And that's why I don't... 
Yeah, he, I didn't he like was, it as a horror film, yeah. but I, I do appreciate it as this mystery solving. Like, no, totally. He never loses power. He's always trying to solve it and get through it. Yeah, and this and similarly, yeah. I do appreciate that about it. Not to steamroll what you were trying to. No, say. no, no, no. I'm just, just offering like another point of view, right. and I, you know, it, it's just there are very few roles in this movie, so we only have like really two people to sort of you know project right. onto and look at um i do want to mention that uh you bringing up annie wilkes is on afi's list of 100 heroes and villains she's like number 17 so this Solid. is like a very this is this is folkloric at this point right I, yeah i think it's well earned oh too, absolutely you know? and you know you walk around dressed like that people know exactly what it references right. great halloween costume um but there were some other actresses considered mm. or that were asked before uh kathy bates a lot of them were just like i like Meryl Streep, for instance, she's like, sure. she's like, Ugh, I just, I couldn't get down with the, yeah. the violence. Same with Bette Midler. Yeah. <laughs> and Bette Midler could have been great. She could be um, good, yeah. Angelica Houston, Jessica Lange, Roseanne Barr, Rosie O'Donnell, Vicki Lawrence, and Mary Tyler Moore. Now, I, I put those in order of plausibility. <laughs> That's interesting. Interesting that you put them in that in in that order. Yeah, you know. I mean, just I, because I I saw the most about Bette Midler and Meryl Streep, so I know for sure they were approached. But the others, it, it the the sources varied. You know, right. like some of them, like I can see Roseanne Barr being right for it in a way, but also or even, not even Rosie O'Donnell and as, as an actor who. Well, would as an want act to yeah. go against typecast like if you mm -hmm. would want to branch out or show sure. or do a different flavor yeah. of whatever mm -hmm. but i think like what really works about this is as as at times sort of like camp on the nose performance it is mm -hmm. it's part of what like people you either love or hate it you know you, yeah. look, at, you look at like faye dunaway mm -hmm. doing mommy dearest you can't deny the commitment. Oh, well, it's, dro it's dropped in. She I mean, takes it. She's very real about it. You yeah. Know? And no, that's with Kathy Bates. I think similarly, there's no sort of like winking at the camera. No, at any no, point. no, no, not at all. Not yeah. at all. You're absolutely right. And I mean, I in, like I read a little bit about their process and Kathy Bates very much, you know, coming from theater, uh, mm -hmm. likes rehearsal, likes research, likes yeah. to, to create I mean, she and Rob Reiner developed details about her character that aren't really in the movie, but are sort of implied. Like, they're yeah. like they're, in their minds, her character was abused sexually by her father. And in that scrapbook, the very first suspicious death is her father. I, I like the idea of the perspective of this character being somebody who feels like they're writing wrongs. Yes. Like, that they are this moral arbiter. Like, yeah, like, her father was deserving of punishment. And it's like you know then you see as the scrapbook you go for it. i mean oh, that she, scrapbook she's was getting, wild she's yeah it's intense she shows she's going after people who like rejected her romantically who who have held her back people professionally like she she knocks out the other valedictorian other people in the hospital whatever yeah. anybody who's kind of in her way that she feels like is getting a, is getting in the way of her moral quest yes you know yeah i like characters because they're really scary. They're writing their own they're truth. Really, you they're can't, yeah, you know, you can't. They can't be reasoned with. They can't be held, or I guess um, they can't perceive themselves as being culpable of anything other than being, which is fucking scary, arbiters of truth. Yeah, absolutely. You know, yeah. At a certain point, I mean, that's like the mercenary killing kind of vibe. Like right. that, that's like a motivating factor for some. It's kind of like yeah. um, like Anton Chigurh and No right? Country for Old oh, yeah, Men. It's right. that idea of like you can't. When someone's moral code is that 
committed and disturbed you, I mean you're really fucked <laughs> just, that's such a good example you know I love Anton Sugar I love that movie as I so think much. this is I mean, a similar situation yeah. of just like you if you can catch wise as early on as you can like with the yeah. with James Conn's character it's like you you mm-hmm. no matter how clever you are you're still gonna get both your fucking ankles lobbed oh he, kind God, of that. Yeah. He, he tried to be as clever Problem. as he could and she still was like yep I mean, it's that's yeah. that. It's tricky. Yeah, and yeah, the the hobbling scene. I mean, that was like I wriggled. Not lobbed, hob, hobbling. Well, there was it started hobbling, as a, lobbing. Started as a lobbing, and then became a hobbling. Hobbling. Um, but man, like I, I mean, I did physically twist in my seat. You know, yeah. like I mean, it 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 had the effect. I mean, like I have to look. I've seen it. I've seen that scene uh, yeah. several times where I've had. I have to look away every time. Right. Right. Because it just does it in the same way you're just talking about, like the leg races and how the body horror of this yeah. is. The body. That's a- what someone would look like. Yeah. And I mean, it's in that condition. It's not. It's not. Um, there's not really an exaggeration. No. But no. that's what makes this. It just. It kind of is locked in. Like yeah. that. It's just a. Um, well, the body is like this fragile little meat sack. You yeah. Know? And the fact is, it can be destroyed. Like yeah. Very easily. Um, no, and I, I made myself watch it all the way through, but I mean, it was like, I mean, I learned later that, I mean, the ankle, the fake ankle was made of like this sort of, um, rubber gelatin that had, uh, wires inside of it. That way, like it would bend at an incredible angle, but not split away. Yeah. And that is so much of what is... It's seeing that foot flop over. It's just like, yeah. oh, Christ. Looks, it, I mean, like, yeah, it's that practical. Those are practical effects. Uh, you practical know? effects. Right? <laughs> Holy fuck. Praise to practical effects. I praise. They did good. This is the they, 20th century. They did good. It was, yeah, pliable gelatin. I don't know if that's an industry term or what. Mm, this was adopted. Yeah. Uh, adopted. This was <laughs> adapted into a Broadway play in 2012. It's, yeah, I mean, Bruce yeah, Willis I and Laurie Metcalf. That would have been cool to see. Laurie Metcalf for sure. Oh. She would have been great. Yeah. No doubt. I do think, yeah, I mean, I, I'm i less thrilled with the James Caan performance, but I, I, but kudos to him for doing it. All these other men wouldn't, you know? So I'm kind of like, all yeah. right, you know, he did it. Um, but I did read that, like, he, he was not exactly the greatest scene partner, you know? Like, in, in the sense that his process is like, I don't like rehearsal. I need to be real. And, and that's, you know, legitimate. Yeah. She had a very different rehearsal. But as I read that Bates sort of complained to the director, you know, Rob Reiner, about it. And he essentially just told her, like, oh, use it, you know? Yeah, that would be my thing. My thinking right away is, like, I, I think mean, that kind of friction you're frustrated. is exactly Put it in the character. what works with the story because they inherently have these creative di- Yeah. Even when she's getting, she's like, it's the swearing. He's like, well, it's a slum kid. I mean, this is... Right. You know, mm-hmm. and I was thinking myself, like if I was somebody birdie. talking to a devoted fan who was upset about something, I would try to reason. And if they're that, yeah. uh, you know, like you can't, it's a, you know, mm-hmm. the, the movable object, yeah. uh, unstoppable force that's in situation there. Yes. Um it's kind of terrifying. Yeah, the, that that yeah. swearing. I I really liked. Yeah, she. she I imagine I could see her like. She also like projecting. didn't swear like at correctly. Like at one point she says like bitchly. Yeah, I noticed that. Yeah, because when it happens, it is so like oh she oh she's really yeah oh, she's really twisting really off really there spitting those out yeah. yeah. Um, obviously Kathy Bates in this performance in this breakout role. I mean, it represents. Um, you know, something really great for, you know, character actors, or yeah. character, you know, which is what she considered herself 
you know, before this. And I don't mean that to essentialize at all. It's just that, like, that is how the industry categorizes people. It's like, you're either a beautiful goddess or you're a dog. Like, and we have come away from that. I think we have, like, progress has been made, but we still got our people love Anya Taylor-Joy still, though. Like, we love these weird alien blonde women, you know. And who's to say that we wouldn't get, like, and it's not a knock on Charlize Theron. I I yeah. adore her and oh. Monster, but just thinking about like yeah, she who wouldn't? How many other like actual physical types like Kathy Bates can often get overlooked for these other yep. you know starlet types who are like oh yeah sure I'll put on a bunch of weight and then do this and people will call me brave or whatever you know yeah yeah um, no it's insulting to women who because women look there are many different kinds of women and, yeah and so I don't know I was just reflecting on this today and talking to Mike about it I'm like man like Kathy Page should be at the top of everybody's greatest actor list and I mean actor not actress I mean any performer like I'm so sick of this like qualified you know best actress or I mean to be honest yeah like what does that what does that look when you say that what is that what does that mean yeah and I to be honest I kind of feel like okay Hollywood can talk a big game about you know understanding gen- the the nuance of gender identity but it's like but you still have best woman best man yeah that's wrong it i mean it has come i mean it's been a, it's been an issue and i'm not the, years oh sure. i'm not a first to bring it up by but, any it means, is, but it's like it's a, yeah. why are we and it's like right because then what are the m- more people would have to split like the awards would have even more candidates and like you know they want to have these separate categories right. i get it but it's like Fuck you. Like, why are we even splitting them up? Like, it doesn't yeah. make any sense to me. A performance is a, and in general, like, I mean, we've talked I mean, about this. All, but like, awards the, are kind of silly anyway. The whole, you know? the whole, n- yeah, the whole, yeah, those being there. And uh, there's I, no I, point I, in I, me getting say, it. Yeah, well, it's tough because on one hand, I'm like, yeah, for sure you're right. And then the other hand, I'm like, well, but people, I do buy into it. And at the same, on the same level, the whole point of the whole, the awards and the Weinstein stuff, it's the mm-hmm. same as like, why do people bid millions of dollars on art, on, you know, no, you're right. Uh, Banksy and because it's, it's, at the end of yeah. the day it's just wealthy people pushing their money around oh absolutely that's me being like that's no, that's my right. pilled uh, take on all of the shit at the end of the day but that doesn't mean I don't avidly watch the Oscars like the, the Super Bowl like it doesn't mean I don't care I about yeah. the nuances of I all mean, that shit I, it's, un- I understand that it like it does matter or it functions in that people do care about it like but how it, do we but how it, do we split the differences i mean they're yes. dealing with that themselves you look yeah. at the, this past year's award show you know and the way all yeah. the pandering yeah shit that happens even well, on yeah. the social media the stuff that they'll praise are like i you know i went to the museum and like the the exhibits they have versus what they've actually what actually has been celebrated or given mm-hmm. accolades to. i mean this is a whole yeah. like section they give like a whole room to real women have curves and i'm like that is not a big Oscar, yeah, you know, I, I see like these various social media posts that they'll devote to actors they've they've always snubbed or to films that yeah. didn't win. It feels like anything. the Academy Museum is there as like a consolation prize. It is. It's it's like a it's a, to every like person who got slighted by. It's the an, an atonement thing. Yeah, it it's is a lot of a lot of does, there's a lot of there's yeah. a lot of that dealing like, with that hip hop. Like, how do they rational like? I don't know. I don't know what the easy answer is of uh, well, dealing with that. There I don't never think, is an I easy answer. I don't think, right? you know, in like, an Oscar year where there were no 
007 movies you should do <laughs> a six minute 007 tribute yeah you know or whatever like i think that was god i don't remember i yeah. didn't watch the whole seat ceremony i just remember the slot i ended up working that night because I, mean, I i knew going in i was like this is not a year I had i'm a, invested in i had a show that night and yeah the slap i can't believe that was just this year though it's like that's insane yeah. um anyway we've drifted a bit for sure but um, i mean i think it, but it <laughs> but ties it all, into again, it all ties in yes uh, so you know the irony that, yeah. that Kathy Bates. It's just that I, I think she... Good for her I that love, she would get that recognition. I love her. And I have a quote from her here on the subject. All of us would just like to be real people. But for women, especially somehow movies, have gotten to be about glamour. Either you're gorgeous or you're a dog. See, that's where I paraphrase mm-hmm. it from. Uh, I've heard a lot of, well, we had something different in mind visually. And no actor likes to hear that. I mean, sure. th- men experience that too. You know, it's not... I think it's maybe not as much, right? I mean, but it really, yeah. I, I just, I think it's interesting because I found all these other quotes about her at the time and they were like, Kathy's real warts and all, this is me, actor. And it's like- She's not an ugly woman by She's not means. ugly, I know. I mean, She actually has like a very endearing face and that's part of what makes it so disturbing. She has a very <laughs> sensuous mouth. Like she's yeah. not a, she's not I'd, a dog. I'd fuck her. No, I'm, I'm just saying. <laughs> I'm, no, but- uh, I think people know, should be so lucky to well, get Kathy Bates in bed yeah, with them. It's, I'm just saying that woman's uh, amazing. That's that's I mean that's the tricky thing with the industry because on one hand it's like oh fuck the system and these categories and what the women have blah 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 yeah. but then the other hand at getting to the real brass tacks of it it all just kind of it comes down to money and what are people willing to willing do. to show up to yeah. or invest in to what end mm-hmm. and um, blah, blah, blah. blah 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 well I could I could share a little bit about Rob Reiner and then we'll we'll get to the important questions. Yes. Um, so we've talked about Rob Reiner's dad, Carl Reiner, um, when we talked about it on uh, Summer Rental. Right. I don't remember the episode number, but go check it out. Right. Learn about his dad. But he was born into that family. So already, go. I'm sorry. Already, so his expectations. He's, and... he's got a leg up, though. Um, so Rob Reiner was born March 6th, 1947, to Estelle Reiner and Carl Reiner. Estelle Reiner was an actress and jazz singer. Carl Reiner created The Dick Van Dyke Show. Although he was born in the Bronx, he was raised in New Rochelle, New York. And then in 1959, his family moved to Los Angeles. And so Carl attended Beverly Hills High School. He also attended the UCLA Film School, where he founded the improv group The Session. Uh, And then he sort of continued to do more acting and exploring that. He became a trainee at Bucks County Playhouse in New Hope, Pennsylvania. I mean, you know, these old playhouses, like you don't hear about that kind of stuff, I feel like, as much. But like these repertory companies that... You know, you play all different kinds of roles, and like I don't know, I just think that's cool. There's such a, there was like a romantic era of like oh, like the, the cat acting and, biz, like yeah. between the like while I'm out between doing the, the 40s and the and the 80s. Yeah, you like know? I think not that dinner theater is a phrase anyone <laughs> any actor wants to hear, but like sure. I just think there's um there's interesting tradition of these these more regional, you know, like playhouse that actually yeah. put on really great you, stuff. Yeah, where you like, you really cut your teeth in the... In yeah, the, it's like a cruise comedy, you yeah. know, act or something. The art form. Yeah. Right. Um, anyway, in the 60s, he got some bit parts on TV, which, I mean, come on, we sure. know. Her name's Reiner. Yeah, well, you know. uh, but he appeared in, like, in little roles in things like Batman, That Girl, The Andy Griffith Show, Gomer Pyle, Beverly Hillbillies. I mean, mm-hmm. he sounds like he made the rounds. Um, he began writing for the Smothers Brothers Comedy Hour in 68, and he was partnered with Steve Martin, and the two of them were like the youngest writers on the show. Uh, And then um, he really became known for 
to a lot of people in America at that point for his role on uh, All in the Family. He right. played Michael Stivic, who's Archie Bunker's liberal son-in-law. Um, but his real, his nickname is Meathead. You know, this is the thing that is going to follow Carl Reiner forever. Or not Carl Reiner, sorry, Rob Reiner Rob forever. Reiner. I mean, I know him from This is Spinal Tap. Like, that was right. a movie I saw really young. And although he's not playing himself, he kind of is. He's, it's a, it's, he has a history and a legacy of comedy work. Yeah. And, and mm-hmm. I do want to say... I watched this on HBO Max, mm-hmm, and there was that, that preface. Pre- yes, and it's yeah, like I think it's worth pointing out. You know, that I kind of wish they didn't put that. it at the beginning. I well, you know, I liked what he had to say though. Then yeah. it ties into what you're saying here mm-hmm. about his history and that yeah. part of what he what resonated with him wanting to make this being that he identified with this character struggle in the same way that yes. Stephen King's motivation to write this being that there's this wanting to to break out of you know how you're how mm-hmm. you're pigeonholed how you're perceived how yeah. you're perceived and you're right cre- what your creative expectations are and whatever mm-hmm. and no you're right and, and also ties into too like it's like it's all the more like kudos to kathy bates for getting the accolades and recognition oh, yeah. that she got because of again an industry that's just riddled with and it, all the fandom pressure and yeah mm-hmm. you know expectations yes expectations yeah. and wanting to break away from wanting wanting to recreate or reinvent mm-hmm. yourself and and the pushback mm-hmm. yeah. yeah and i realize that the leap from television to film I, he talked about that a little bit as well right, right? like there, there was sort of a class system it's not like now you know, yeah where i still think i mean i'm a bit of a snub but i still sure. think like film is is just i'm enjoying it way more than the the just glut of tv shows it's like i i'm i'm exhausted by tv i'm like how oh yeah 10 episodes god damn it it's a misery it's another another Mm example it's it's trying to watch these and keep in mind the context and the the time it's important oh speaking of context some other movies that were in the theater that's a great segue home alone was number Mm. one at the box office when this came out misery was number two Mm. good job misery there you go uh then after that was three men and a little lady Dan- Dances with Wolves and Predator 2. That's what, those were the top five at the box office. Just some other movies that were out. The Sheltering Sky, Night of the Fox, Night Visions, Killer Crocodile 2, and Cyrano de Bergerac. What so. a time to be alive. What a time to be alive. The the whole like element of him starting an improv group was a surprise to me. Mm. But then when I consider the genius that is Spinal Tap, it is so much to do with improvisation. And right. you know that was, again, a movie... And, and then the mockumentary. I mean, it, he didn't necessarily invent it, but it's such an early good example of, you know, before Larry it's, Sanders it's, and before The Office. Like, people were playing t- in this cinema verite. And a, a lot of those creators will always cite they, it. They'll, they'll cite that or uh, some other, like Christopher Gates. You know, mm-hmm. that's, yeah, it's a very, oh, yeah. It's a very formative Absolutely. time. Oh, and as a kid, like, kind it's of, very foundational. like, oh, okay, this is a, a fake documentary. Oh, <laughs> that's so funny, you know? Or, like, like, Princess Bride, too, is also one of those films that people treat as, as a and formative I like, piece I love of, that one, it's too. It's a classic. I mean... And I it was one of those ones I had seen so many bits of, but I actually, uh, up, only up until maybe, like, five years ago, I had never actually watched the whole thing. Mm-hmm. And I had always kind of put it, dismissed it because yeah. I was like, oh, this might be a little tedious because I already kind of know. Mm-hmm. It's, but it's weird, but it's still. It's beloved. Yeah. You know. It's a lot of good feelings in that movie. You is, know? This, these are foundational films. They are. You know? And, you know, um, part of why Reiner was able to get 
the rights he optioned misery for i think he said a dollar and a mm-hmm. lot of it had to do with the fact that he had done the film stand by me which was another adaptation of stephen king and yeah. apparently it was stephen king's favorite adaptation of anything anyone had ever done so you know there was a lot of trust placed in him you know helming this um i just want to mention that reiner went on to start uh castle rock entertainment which got sold to turner in 1993 but i just feel like castle rock is like god they've feel like I saw that everywhere. Yeah. Um, and he made the films uh, When Harry Met Sally, A Few Good Men, The American President, Ghosts of Mississippi, The Bucket List, uh, and North, which is like notoriously bad um, from what I hear. Or but like, I think, I think. I'm not trying to be a dick. I'm no, just, you know. But this is like to, to his, his benefit and detriment. Yeah. He's a Rob Reiner. And also, Stevie, I can see why they would have a like, this mutual appreciation of each other, why Stephen King would would appreciate how his works are adapted through Rob Reiner's mm-hmm. um, lens. Maybe. Lens is that there is um, they don't scoff at the earnestness no. or the surface or the sense. Like Stephen King's story, I mean, they're fa- he's fascinating, he's prolific, but a lot of his stuff can be very schmaltzy. It's yeah, sure, it's just he's just he's very odd, like. Yeah. on the nose about shit yeah. you know because his metaphors can be extremely obvious at times and sometimes i think like yeah. i can see why someone like stanley kubrick would be like i need to put a little spice you know a little kubrick <laughs> spice on this this up a little he bit did and spice I, could, it up. I mean it did you know the shining's fucking well, awesome i'm right. not gonna oh I'm, yeah i'm but not Stephen anti, King prefers the other one yeah and like i'm not anti stanley kubrick I, like he made a lot of incredible films i'm a he as, yeah. as much of a as a dick well yeah supposedly he, he was you know whatever uh, like yeah or, they, or, you know he was yeah legend no, no. fully allegedly he was but no he he tortured um, people yeah um, he was not he was so not did hitchcock you know and i could see why this auteur stuck butt mm. heads of someone like Stephen king yeah. is just i think there's like a I think there's something very earnest about he's, Stephen he's King. He's unpretentious. Is there something? Yeah, I think yeah. like I mean, and he's I mean he he's a, he can be perceived as saccharine even. But in some he of is like, wildly popular. I mean, one of the most successful authors of our time. Yeah, you know? and because it, it's still human, that he, earnestness. He it's, people are starved for that at the end of the day. You know, and I think that's part of are. why something simple and straightforward like misery. Not everybody's always. You know, some people want to be, they want to be constantly subverted and wowed or whatever. Or they but need, sometimes it's, it's nice not the most to... clever film, sure. It's, it doesn't need to be. It doesn't need to be. It's not what it's trying to do. And it's I think, try- you know, what's aren't we all sick of that now? Is the super uh, meta, the so very like trying- comment and be the smartest, the most clever, the most, I'm the, this, uh, it's that you, that very UCB like brain, like mm-hmm. I'm the, 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 we're calling the, oh, isn't that weird that this thing's happening? Oh, yeah. isn't that silly? Like, it's like. That would be a Can't t- we just terrible have- ending for an episode. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, right. Like, yeah, yeah. I uh, agree. I think, I think the like, aren't we so clever? Like, trying to be clever is death. And I, I've kind I, of like, yeah. I mean, this happens, and this is a bit of a tangent. This happens at work sometimes when we're just trying to write, you know, just basic copy, just basic, you know, or basic titles yeah. that tell people what the thing is. Not, and they'll, but these producers will write, and I'm one of them. But I've, I've watched these producers write these really like thoughtful, like oblique titles. I'm like. All right, SEO isn't going to work with that. Yeah. Like, just put how to cook an omelet. Like, not and that's okay. Not exploring omelets. Like, we, nobody's going to yeah. Google exploring omelets unless like it's a Pornhub site. Or yeah, something. exploring the omelet. Oh yeah. Um. Anyway, one last note. I because I didn't know this about Carl Reiner. He was married to Penny Marshall for ten years. Rob Reiner, you mean? 
Rob Reiner. Sorry, thank no, because I, no. I didn't know if maybe you were nope. talking about thank you. Nope. Um, so Rob Reiner and Penny Marshall were, were, were together for 10 years. Yeah. And I just, I don't know. That's who Penny Marshall with the League of Their Own, another film that very on the nose, sentimental, but I also like Penny Marshall. one of the fucking greatest movies ever. Sorry. She ha- I saw sorry. I saw Penny Marshall show up in like a Mary Tyler Moore episode recently. Yeah. I was like, I think that's Penny Marshall. Showing up as you are, being, telling a straightforward so I don't know I'm projecting a lot here mm-hmm. I just I I have a I have an appreciation for people who just kind of lean into earnestness who lean yeah. into you know not trying to, to outsmart to be out like to or try like to just be too cool being overly self-conscious of like the the person in the with the glasses at the back of the audience going, ah, I don't think that's not the smartest ah, what why didn't this person do this it's yeah. like no like well it's, you know that's advice you get right it's like don't write for other writers yeah and that's the end and as the spoilers on, on misery is uh, that's what he says at the end of this he wrote his book for himself yeah it was for him that's right in this movie, at least, yeah. No, Which, that, again, and that I think is it's, it's that gotten is some spirit. criticism how does the way this movie's ended because it's different from the book because the book's a little more. He's a little more broken, right? He's a bit more broken. Yeah. It's, pro- it's actually probably more true to life. The PTSD and the and well, the, yeah. Because I'll be up. honest, at the end, I was I was a little bit like not as into it. So when it's a little bit saccharine so that when, ending. Well, I mean, it's like the, the idea of him hallucinating her believable. The the idea that he can laugh about it not believable. I think the the idea that he would be able to go Bounce back, like uh, the whole oh, I think she ultimately helped me. I don't oh. think he would so quick if he's still on his cane. I don't I think don't. he'd probably be echoing I, that unless, I really don't unless it was like I could see that scene maybe being reworked into like him being interviewed about his new book, right? Okay. And trying to like okay. repurpose it as part of this narrative in front of the cameras, and then all of a sudden they'd be like, and cut. This is wonderful. And blah, then, blah, and blah, then blah, dead thousand yards stare. You, yeah. Then, yeah. Then you see him just like quick. Sh- let's let's shakily, go sh- like shakily like getting into his car and it's filled with cigarette butts, and he's take takes a swig, and then uh, then you see him pull out a tape recorder, and he's like misery like because he's he's like you know he's he's roll credit he's become yeah. dependent on the now he's rewritten the story so many times that he's internalized misery you know so which yeah yeah like I, I could see that being more he goes to go live on a like 18th century farm no you see him look um, in the mirror he has a little bit yeah. of nosebleed he does mouthwash with scotch <laughs> wow um, this <laughs> anyway. sounds like the beginning of a movie now um, I don't know. no i i'm with you i think there was like a part of me that's like I think you'd be a little more fucked up from this, but yeah. okay, it's, it's, whatever. Tie, they tie it up with a, but all, again, a little bit of a bow. It's and it feels, even though it is a horror, it is a thriller. Oh, it still kind of feels like a comedy. Yeah, because it has that comedy director's point of view, and yeah. that doesn't mean that like I wasn't terrified, horrified, or whatever. I mean, I like I said, I squirmed in my seat for lots of things. It may, well, it made me think about. I, I feel like Misery and Get Out would be a good pairing of That'd like a, a double, double feature, feature because yeah. I think Jordan Peele. I feel like that movie. I think this is on his list of like I, I movies feel, that were foundational I've, for him. It has that comedy lens, and it has he shot two different endings, right? One that's a bit more pessimistic and a little darker and that's more right. satirical, true to life, mm-hmm. and then also the one you, did, yeah, I remember seeing in the theaters, which has a little bit of an unrealistic bow on the end, kind of like this one, yeah. but it has that narrative. And films are allowed to do that in a way they can take that stylistic sort of. Well, yeah, you know, you see the. the T.S. motherfucking A's. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Now we have Get Out spoilers. Yeah. We're, we're spoiling. No, it's we, okay. we spoil multiple stories. We, that's our goal. But just that's another film where Get Out <laughs> that's has our... a little bit of it has a little bit of a saccharine bow at the end. Yeah. In, the, in the in the fact that he's able to get away of that out of 
that impossible. Absolutely. No, it's a happy ending that I think you're relieved to get because I think it's just like, I can't, I I can't take another, like, because movie, I don't know, someone told me once that movies are either about patterns repeating or patterns being broken. Right. And, you know, you can call that a happy ending or a not happy, you know. As much as I would love for him to get out of that scenario, the darker, more, and as it was shot, and he's a Jordan Peele being a, Twilight Zone fan and it feeling very like mm-hmm. much more in that vein of Twilight Zone or Black Mirror where like leaves you unsettled. Yeah, you would be unsettled. He he would go to j- he would ironically then yeah. get incarcerated yep. for this uh-huh. thing that you know and that's Absolutely. the whole yep. s- the race that just can you're in a prison of of many kinds of many kinds by the <laughs> yeah. end you know that's that's the pessimistic ending and then yeah. the more sack the more like ro- the rob reiner ending that we kind of mm-hmm. get with it instead being that he is he's rescued and they just they get away yeah and we're just yeah. everything's okay and we just yeah we're left hoping that that's true yeah yeah or we're just you know that's i think maybe that's how they are i don't wasn't they i don't know who perhaps was in favor of the other ending but yeah maybe because you can argue that like well we're not quite sure what could happen next you you know you could be cynical and be like well yeah. won't they get blamed for that you know like right. and it leaves it a little more open I a guess. little bit or just in the same way with this where it's like that he's disturbed by that woman he still sees annie at the, yeah yeah i yeah. kind of liked i don't know if you noticed this too in that final scene when he's uh-huh. when james is with his uh right his agent and then his agent's like, yeah, yeah, I gotta say, you're go- are you gonna write a book about this experience? He, right. And he says like, oh, well, sure, you know, go, go to exploit this. What, you want You want me to exploit my personal experience yeah. for money? He looks right into the camera, even though he's supposed to be looking at the waitress walking yeah, over. Yeah, I was yeah. like, I feel like that was intentional that he's looking, like he's like doing this sort of like, yeah. so there was actually a little bit of a wink in this film. I know I said this is a movie that doesn't wink. There, it I did feel it like the this end. movie did. That's where a wink. Yeah. I was kind of, because I was like, oh, is this, is this doing one of those like, <laughs> it's making a little bit of a jokey smirk at the camera of like, Could oh, wait, I expl- exploding. Oh, isn't that what this is all, you yeah. know? Did you enjoy the show? Yeah, it was a little bit of that right at the very end. <laughs> and yeah, it's then it gets contextualized with yeah, the waitress yeah. pushing the chocolate cake. Yeah, and it's, but I'm your biggest fan. Of course, they I had don't to think end it's on a coincidence that, that he number looks one right fan. into the yeah. camera. Yeah, no, no coincidence. Nothing, nothing is an accident. Yeah. Um, it's a, who is your best supporting player? I realize this is um, a very short list of options. I know there's not a lot to. I mean, well, I, I did like the, I did kind of like the the sheriff in that there were these kind of yeah. jokey humanizing moments that yeah, and he just I he like just, gets just yeah. blown to shit. Oh, I know. <laughs> No. I did not that's expect what, that. It, well, it's very shining. That is very shining. Of, of yeah, Hal, Hal right. Ren Getting, yes. The Shining. That's where it's ex- like the, you know they build up this character to be this, and also again, also we're bringing up No Country for Old Men, and the, similarly with the sheriff and that, where we're, right. we spend so much time grounding this character who is ultimately uh, ineffectual. Yeah. You know they're they're not able. Right. To, they're, right. they're supposed to be. That's his great like loss. They're so, positioned as yeah. these as their own sort of like arbiters of justice and they're rendered incapable yeah in these mall they're they're yeah. they're their naivete is their own downfall yeah you know? yeah and, yeah and kind of all well because shigor is like a whole other i mean right he get he, he's he's t- oh, love that you man. know he there's him then there's also Halloran just like showing up at the mm-hmm. hotel yeah Mm-hmm. Um, right, like he, the shining. Their connection was supposed to. You thought, oh, him, this is going to be the thing, and yeah, then, him and the nope. Sh- <laughs> yeah, misery and the shining have a lot in common. I'm in sure that it was way, one of the things. Where there are Reiner these watched. people you think are going to be able to come in and 
and, and I mean, save when the he, day. And they're when very got, quickly, they're when, very quickly uh, overtaken by this. Yeah, this no, woman. This is fucking evil, bitch. Yeah, I know. Don't think anyone yeah. can or save Jack, him. Jack, Jack with the axe. Same, yeah. same sort of like, well, you were ill prepared, dumbass. <laughs> Why did you turn your back? I kind of, I kind of. Yeah. There is something comedic about both of those. Absolutely, getting built up, and, and then as these oh, people yeah. that you no. think are going to figure it out and solve the crime and solve the problem, nope. and save Danny Torrance and or the sheriff. You know, so many scenes we get with the sheriff. Yeah slowly realizing all this stuff. So all that build up all to end that. with him getting shot in the back. That's with comedy. The I mean, that is comedy. That's comedy. That it's is dark, comedy. It's, it's really comedy. dark. Um, I'm with you. The sheriff is great. I love the sheriff's wife, Virginia. Right. Uh, played by Frances Sternhagen, who I was like, why do I know this face? Why do I know this face? And then I was like, ah, she's the bunny in Sex and the City. She was. Oh, um, she's bunny. She's bunny. Yeah. Oh, Bunny. Glad I didn't need That's to say guy, more than that. No, I've, I've, I love Sex and the City. Bunny's a great character. Yeah, the way she can convince her son to do anything. I mean, she's, that, was, I, that I show like, was my introduction like to comic books. I like those kinds of bitchy so. old oh, yeah, ladies that, that will say like something small. She's the... Um, she's played a she's lot the, of roles. The, what's her face like in Game of Thrones? What's her... Marjorie... Uh, She's, she's Olena Tyrell. She's mm -hmm. the Olena Tyrell bunny yeah. on Sex and the City. Oh, just absolutely. The, she's the old lady that'll just fucking I love an old ruin bitch. your life. Yeah, I love <laughs> so, an old bitch. I'll give you a good bashing. Yeah. No, but she's then great. Bunny says her own shit. Oh, Bunny says her own, like, yeah. very prejudicial shit at one point. Yeah. Um, would you watch Misery again? Um, I don't think it's, it's not something I probably readily put back on. I feel like again, I'm good. It's a very, I'm good. It is. Everything that makes it great is also it's a, it is a by the numbers kind of thing and in, in a well the I would fact not that, object to watching it if it was on if it was on I'd be like I would right. probably if it was on but at I'm, a party I'd probably stand there with my drink and stuff right. just like, like all right yeah this is a good watching part. it yeah I hear you I mean I think it's it's funny like we grew up in a time where you could still kind of like turn on the TV and it's like well what's on you know yeah. and like I think that. I mean, streamers are trying to like answer that with the like, surprise me, like roulette wheel. I'm like, no. Yeah, but it's not. <laughs> but yeah, I'm just, just, I guess it's interesting because I'm like, when I say like, would you watch this again? It's like, well, watch or go see, you know, maybe that's a different question. Cause it's sort of like, would I pay money to go see this in a theater one day? So I can be like, oh, and I'm like, no, yeah. I couldn't do it. I couldn't stay. I couldn't, I would not be able to look at the screen for the, all the, for the hobbling, yeah. like, well, I, I'm like well, yeah, I'm it'd be torture. If it was it'd on be at like the Newburgh Beverly or something. Would you want to do it in I, that context? I don't think so. Everybody already has seen it, and they're just watching it I for mean, the it, shared experience. It could so. be fun for that, but I think I would just—I couldn't watch the hobbling scene. I'd be covering my eyes and ears. Yeah. It's just—it was so—it was so hard to watch. Yeah, um, I think I had my fill. Yeah, know? especially because at the beginning of this, we you know we had introduced this like uh, checkpoint of like, oh, is this sort of thing that like, if we talk about it, we'll ruin it? No, because everyone already knows everything that happens, even if you've never seen it. It's like right. insane. Well, every, everything that makes it great is also what makes it like not personally, not something I would go out of my way to revisit. Bingo. That's, yeah, you know? that's what I'm trying. I think that's basically the feeling. Yeah, yeah. you can love something and still it's, also It's great. Like, like, I'm glad we did it. It felt well, like one, I didn't want to, yeah. you know, it's well executed. It's well made. There's so many things to appreciate. I did watch. I just watched also. There, was, Chris Stuckman did a YouTube video giving this an A plus, and I'm like, well, yeah, because it's like a, a very competently ace in the hole, well made yeah. film. Oh, and Annie, but it, that doesn't necessarily make it the most like 
I want to sit down and casually it wouldn't, rewatch this. I, I really don't think it would show up on any of my lists other than like something specific to horror or adaptation. It's interesting the horror films I, I would say them. that I do because there are horror films I would revisit but it's weird the ones I I mean Kathy Bates is what makes this movie and if you want to watch it just for her performance that's worthwhile. That's worth revisiting for sure. And it, it made her household name I mean I, I, I can't dislike a movie that and I don't even want to say like took a chance on her because she was fucking magnificent but like right. that was how it was perceived you know because as, she wasn't some big Exactly. She wasn't she some wasn't, glamour goddess or big yeah. name or anything. I think, of it. I think it, on both ends between her and James, I think it was well cast and and well yeah. well executed on both ends. And I think there is that it, it you can drop into the story better too because you're yeah. not bogged down. You're not you're not caught up in these like names or yes. celebrity no. or bullshit. I think James Conn is carrying a little bit. He's of got that a little Sonny bit of Corleone thing, sure. But I but, but I think it only contributes not to, like, to the his. level of like. Yeah, I feel like the of all the names you named, I feel like maybe someone like Michael Douglas would have been my next big pick. But like he already I mean, did something like Fatal Attraction, which yeah. is I mean, I, I just find him so wildly unappealing. I mean, it's like that's if, my that's I, my I shit just, take on. I understand that completely. <laughs> that's my even a young Michael Douglas is like not yeah. not appealing but, to me. <laughs> like, but but it is an example like with Fatal Attraction of him being able to play someone who seemingly has their wits about them but makes some arrogant mistakes and is also able to co-lead in a film where he doesn't have to like that and basic instinct he is somebody who's able to like mm -hmm. let the lady do her thing you're right he, you're right he can let the he lady can share the spotlight do her thing mm -hmm. no you're right about that but and i don't it's interesting that i'm glad he wasn't in this no but no. that isn't to say i don't i feel like that i can understand the logic of maybe putting him into the, a role like this yeah i mean i'm you know warren Beatty was so into it and then his hesitation at that whole thing like kind of he was a big player at that time so it, it led to a bunch of other people like throwing doubt on it and i just i'm like you butthole yeah <laughs> but well, whatever it all worked out it all worked out as we could have seen him getting his foot cut off though. way way to see how the people yeah were. <laughs> oh right because you know what the other part of that was not just her cutting it off but it was going to be her cauterizing it so it's so, i feel which like is at, also I feel horrifying like at that point i'm glad they made the change they did because okay. i feel like it I feel like at that point it would almost have gotten too, too much. It would have gotten too much. Whereas I like there's something very simplistic and kind of just breaking your bones. There's a rust, the rustic quality of her bringing this block of wood. <laughs> rustic almost torture. It, I I kind of like that there's something more kind of down home about it. <laughs> and also it's more disturbing the fact that like yeah the, the build up and the way it's shot and the fact that she does both legs. So she does the first one right, and then already that's horrific. And, and then, then you gotta wait. And then you have to. She has to do the other one. Oh, I feel like that's worse. It is and worse. It, and no. it's a it's a more fascinating scene to watch. And the way he is like his his I mean, I say that he those. doesn't like ever show fear, but no, he is absolutely horrified at that moment. And like he is powerless. You think he, one would be enough, and it's like nope, we gotta do both gotta legs. Do both? Oh. And that, that's worse than like lobbing off one one, one foot. foot and, and then, then quarterize. Yeah. That would have been just more of that grotesque, like. Um, it's that fetishizing of the the physical beyond it's it's yeah. it would I feel like that would undercut could some of the I think the tension I think it was it. perfectly horrifying the way they did it I think, yeah <laughs> it was just enough it is perfectly perfect amount well there you go 
Uh, thank you for listening. Yeah, thanks, you guys. You can find us on social media at Fresh Movie Pod, at really Twitter, Instagram. This. Yeah. Yeah. Letterboxd, all those places. Go watch Misery. Yeah. We watched it on HBO Max. No one paid us to say that. No, I, I really enjoyed talking about this was one i really this was a good one had been on the my list same for a while and i know we were i think we were waiting for, for it to just show up on some service because yeah. it wasn't available for a while yeah scoop it up worth checking out yeah and uh you can write into the show at a breath of fresh movie at gmail.com uh check out the show notes for links to the store and um, yeah you can get a pillow with lips on it yeah I say that every episode uh, why great. wouldn't you want a pillow with lips on it i don't know don't know i don't want to know <laughs>